Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. Welcome to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast. We are on a mission to help people increase their cash flow. While the steady paycheck of a 9-to-5 job may provide you a sense of security, it will never bring you true financial freedom and abundance. We will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies behind increasing your cash flow. We connect with the experts who have defied conventional finance wisdom, who now earn more than they ever once thought possible. For those of you that are not yet at your full potential, are underemployed, or simply looking to grow their cash flow, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Finance and Markets Cash Flow Hacking Podcast. And now to your host, Casey Stubbs. This is Casey Stubbs for the Cash Flow Hacking Podcast. And today our special guest is Serge Berger from The Steady Trader. Thank you for being on the show, Serge. Hey, thanks for being, uh, for having me on, Casey. It's good to be here. So we, we like to really dive down and help people generate extra revenue because, you know, working a day job can be monotonous and it's really hard to get ahead because there's inflation. Things just keep going up and up and up. And yet there's never enough money at the end of the paycheck to get everything that you want um, or sometimes even need. And so we invited you on the show because you're an options trader and you've been able to generate enough revenue to make a living trading options. Uh, and we want to hear some more about that. So how did you get involved in trading? Well, I, you know, what I got started is, is really out of college. I was, uh, I was working, first I started working for Bloomberg and then uh, very quickly moved over to J.P. Morgan, became an investment banker and traded, uh, you know, credits, credit derivatives, so bond derivatives and all those kind of things and different desks, London, New York, and Zurich. And then, and then at some point I just said, you know what, I want to start my own company. So I, I, uh, I quit, took a few clients with me. And that was pretty much, that's pretty much the story. Well, I went on to a, to a hedge fund as well in, in between there, but, uh, but that's basically the story. And, um, you know, like I tell everyone, it's it, the biggest, you know, secret or trick about the market is that you have to be patient. If you're impatient and desperate to make money on a day-over-day basis, I don't care how good someone's marketing is. It's very, very difficult to, to make that happen a reality. And I, you know, have, having worked on real big trading desks, I can tell you that it's kind of a myth, that day over day stuff. Okay. So just on that first answer, I've got some, some more follow-up questions because I'm a little overwhelmed just by the first response because you said you worked at Bloomberg and you were a hedge fund trader and JP Morgan. So I'm thinking, okay, this is way out of my league. I'm just a regular guy 
I must have to have like 10 years of education before I can even begin to do something like this. I mean, that's a good point. I don't, I don't think you do, but I, I will say, I, I do think for the most, for the most part, things get oversimplified when it comes to trading. People think, you know, opening, open a broker account, make money. Now, if I were to tell you, if I were to meet you out in the driving range in the golf course and you've never played golf before, I were to give you, you know, a set of clubs and you've never taken the swing before. And I'll tell you, Tiger Woods is waiting on the first, so you got to go beat him. You'd laugh at me. But people don't think it's unrealistic to beat the pros in trading with a broker account. It's the same thing. So a lot of people come into trading for the wrong reasons. And so they, get, they, they fall into the, the quick money stuff, the, the currency stuff. And I'm not, I don't want to badmouth these things, but those things are difficult. Very, very difficult. Okay, so now, now we're really getting to something. So I like the golf analogy. Um, it's really tough to be good and you got to beat like in trading, you actually have to beat the best to make money. Right. Or is that a myth also? Like it's a zero sum game. It's the pros versus the, the non pros. And if you're going to go in there, you're going to get eaten alive. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that's true, but I think it depends on what you do. So if you are, if your plan is to make some money by day trading and sitting there all day long and looking at currencies or futures or penny stocks or crypto, whatever it is, that's that you're gonna get eaten alive by the pros and the mother by the machines, but there is a way to do this by being more relaxed about it, you know. And I'm not talking about having buying stock and selling it 10 years later, I'm talking about doing something in the middle there. And and for, actually, I literally just got back from visiting one of the family offices that I do a lot of work with for on the on sort of an advisory front. And so, you know, we were having this discussion today, it's like we were kind of talking about this whole trading thing, and they don't they're not traders per se. But if day trading really was the thing to get rich at, don't you think there would be a lot more really wealthy people, successful, known for, be, for being day traders? And there isn't. And there's a reason for that. You know? So I tell people there's a more relaxed approach about it, which we, we, can, you know, we can get into. Okay, excellent. So I, I will definitely want to get into that. But before I do, I, I want to hit one more thing on your background here. So you were working for uh, some big companies, and then you said you grabbed a team and you just left. Now. Was that to start a, a trading company where you're already trading successfully and then you realize you didn't need to trade other funds, so you just want to trade your own? Or, or how did that whole exodus happen? Yeah, so what I did is I, I, I didn't take the team with me. I took a couple of clients with me that I was working with, some of them directly, some of them indirectly. And so what I did is I started doing advisory for them and a little bit of money management. It was mostly advisory just because – it was easier to do that from a legal perspective, which it's, it was almost the same thing in the way it was set up. Um, and that's what I did. So, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do for those people is really more looking for opportunities where we're going against consensus kind of things as opposed to chasing the intraday ticks. Um, and uh, it's just a totally different mindset, you know, which is, which is probably why it works. Okay, so so you're it's a fundamental approach to the to the markets, a more long term approach for some high net worth clients. Yeah, it's not it's not fundamental in nature. It's really more, you know. I'll give you an idea. Like for example, if everyone's freaking out, you know, uh, and volatility spikes in the market, things go crazy. There's a lot of opportunity to make money if you take the other side of that. If instead of being a seller like the masses are, you're going to buy. It's a very simple analogy, right? 
Um, and then there's ways to express that view. So instead of just buying a stock, you could do something in the options market very specifically. And that's really what the smart money does. There's some really large portfolios I've talked to every single day. That's what they do for cash flow. And we're talking about monthly and quarterly cash flow. That's their, their main goal. Okay, so now I want to back up a little bit and I want to hit the just the average person because you mentioned the golf analogy and that, that's a good analogy, but there's some things that don't really work with that. Like, you know, if you're going to go play golf for fun, you can do that, but you can't really go in and just trade for fun because you're either going to win or lose, you know, in golf, you're going to win or lose, but you're not going to lose money. Right. So you can be an amateur and be okay, but maybe not so for much sure. in trading. So if I'm the average guy and I just really, I'm slugging away at work guy or gal, and I'm slugging away at work, and I'm trying to get some extra money, is trading something that I should look at, yes or no? Yes, it absolutely is. But again, I think the point is here, it depends what kind of trading. And that's really, that's really the key. Because like you're saying, what happens a lot of times out there in the marketing is very compelling, is that people make you believe that you can just kind of sit there, hit a couple buttons, and go to work, and, and you've made money over, over 10 minutes. It's nonsense, you know, over time. Well, you can have a good week or a good month. You can have a good year. But over time, that doesn't really, it doesn't work that way. Um, so that's why you have to have the right approach to it. And, and I think, you know, like you're saying, it's a good point. That trading is very serious. You can't do it for fun. But a lot of what I see out there, even if you look at your typical broker software, it looks like a video game. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's not, it's kind of a purpose being developed that way. You know, I mean, a little bit at least. And they want so, you to trade. That's how they make money, the brokers, yeah, exactly. right? That's commission. their business. So exactly. Yeah. So that is what it is, you know. But you have to be aware of that you can't I always tell people like one of the major reasons people will make money in the market is because they're not thinking serious enough. It's that simple, you know? And and so that's that's the bottom line. Okay. All right. This is good. Now I wanna get started. You say there's a way to do it if I'm an amateur. How much Time is it going to take me to learn it? And what would you recommend? I'm sure there's a, a lot of different ways to do this successfully, but what would you recommend as a way to get started? Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. Um, in terms of the, the time requirement, I think you need to give yourself time like with anything. You know, I don't believe that you can get up and running in a day or two. It just doesn't work that way. You give yourself you know, three to six months and take it very slow. 
But if you do that and you keep at it and you don't get sidetracked by all sorts of ludicrous offers that promise you eight, you know, 100% returns, or it's insane what they what they pitch out there, um, you know, then I think you'll be on your way. Honestly, the easiest thing to do is probably just go to your library and rent a book on that very basic book on options. That's the number one thing what I would do. Um, and then beyond that, you know, then there's obviously you know many many more things you can do, but you gotta start basic. And you have to understand that, you know, stocks don't just trend randomly. There is a reason or a method to the madness. So if you say, I'm just going to trade chart patterns and breakouts, or where people, this is like technical stuff. I'm just going to look at charts. Um, well, the reality is over time, you're probably not going to make money because the markets are more complex than that. But people get scared from that, which means, oh, no, now I have to become a fundamental analyst. Now I have to become an economist. Now I have to sit there all day long and watch. No, you don't. There's a few things you need to understand, right? And a lot of the stuff out there is noise. But you do have to set a few things, you know, and, and that's why I call it a top-down approach. You look at what's happened big picture first, and then you work yourself down to, like, individual stocks. Most people do the opposite. They'll okay. say, you know, they start looking at, like, someone tells them to buy Tesla. Great. Good story over there, right? Um, and then they buy Tesla because whatever good growth possible. So that's not really the reason why to buy the stock. And Tesla is maybe a bad example. But. All right. So there's a couple things you need to know. And you talked about a, uh, getting a book. Do you have a book that you recommend? Have you written a book? Do you have a training course on your website or something that people could check out? Anything yeah, like sure. that? Sure. I mean, you can go to the studytrader.com. And I have plenty of material there. And uh, I don't know if maybe we can make a, 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 one of the ebooks available somehow through a link. Well, or whatever we do, I'll put a, a lot of uh, information about you and your stuff at, in the show notes. And so all the links will be available. So if you have an ebook link, we'll put that in there. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so that's good. There's some good information available there. Uh, have you written any books yet? I haven't, I've been featured in books. Okay. I haven't written any book books because it hasn't really been, I think, where necessarily growth was going to come from. But, um, but it's, it's on the radar. It's on the radar. Okay. It's begun. Uh, well, when you, when, you, when you publish your book, you're going to come back on the show and promote it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what are the, you said you, you like to look at a big picture and you know, there's other things that they need to know, but you yeah. didn't really say what those things were. Yeah, sure. Is that too complicated to get into for a beginning discussion or? No, no, no. It's, I'm happy to go into it. I mean, you know, obviously to, to like I said, I mean, I, I don't believe that you can get started in, like I said, in two days or two weeks. It's just nothing, nothing's going to happen to you. You can't learn anything that worth getting good at in two weeks. Um, but for the most part, you know, you have to understand what moves markets. And so you don't have to necessarily watch it all day or become an economist, but you have to understand uh, where we are in the economic cycle. You know, like right now, as we're recording this, we are nine years into a raging bull market. Is it now time to start loading up and buying your positions from all and say on a medium or long term? Probably not, you know. And so these are, these are basic things you need to understand. Um, before you can really start making money in the markets, you have to understand, you know, uh, which ones are the important parts of the market. Not every stock's created equal. Not every part of the market's created equal. You know, uh, it, it's not it's not a massive amount of things, but there are a few structured things. And we always talk about the clients every single day and our courses and all that stuff. And those are the things that we look for every single day, because the worst thing you can do is is, is overstay welcome 
uh, and you know you can burn yourself that way. Okay, so you use the bull market as an example. It's been a long bull market. It's been a, a tremendous run. It's been fantastic. Everybody's loving it. Life is good. Uh, with the way that you trade, is there still great opportunities if we start to see some crashes here and if we ended up in some kind of down cycle, would that be still good for trading or is that you have to take a break during that period? Well, I think that depends on your approach, right? But I think for the most part, to me, I, I, the, the way we look at the market, there's opportunity in any environment. Um, it really depends on the market. But I, I think it's important people take advantage of both the upswings and downswings. In fact, you can make a lot of money when markets get more volatile. Uh, the way we do it specifically in, in using some options techniques. Um, but I don't, you know, for your typical investor who's not really involved with the market, you know, for the most part, it's probably best to, to start, you know, making some sales uh, as we start getting into the latter part of a bull market. Because what ends up happening, if you're not involved with the market, and I'm not talking about being involved there all, all day long, right? But Unless you're somewhat clued in, it's difficult to be able to contextualize what's happening and then the emotions get into, into, into it and, and you make mistakes. Now, when you said sales, do you mean uh, pullbacks on price, uh, cheaper positions like good stocks that have, uh, have gone down in value and that they're a good price point? Yeah, or like let's say a stock that's now risen, you know, who knows how long for the past eight years, whatever. I'm just, I'm just can think of a random example. Let's say um, – uh, but I don't want to name a name, otherwise I'm going to get called out on it. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Any stock, right, let's say, after nine years of rallying, at some point it gets a little frothy. And those, I mean, those are historical, you know, stock market cycles. So after an eight, seven, eight, nine-year run, it usually gets a little frothy. Okay. Now, what is your specific pro approach? You have talked about options and there's a, a way where you're not involved in the market all the time. You don't have to sit yeah. and day trade. What exactly is it that you do and would you recommend uh, people getting started in a method like that? Yeah. I mean, I absolutely think this is by far the same. I mean, I'll put it this way. I started doing this specific strategy 17 years ago and on average, we we're making between one and 3% a month. That's on average, right? There are every once in a while we have a flat month or a tiny down month, but I don't know anything that, that comes even close to that. It's almost, it's almost crazy how consistently it works. And so what we're doing at, at the very high level is we, we are selling, we're option sellers, but we do it in a very, very risk-diverse way. So instead of buying options, we're selling options, but we're doing it in a very specific risk-diverse way where you're giving yourself plenty of time and a lot of, a lot of you know, room to be wrong. And that's exactly what, like, all, these, the, all the wealthy investors I know that have worked in whole life, that's what they do. You know, a lot of people out there try to teach you and sell options in a very aggressive manner for the retail investor. And ultimately, that leads to disaster almost every single time, ultimately, right? And maybe not that day or that week or that year, but ultimately it will because you have nine winners and name one big, huge loser. It happens every single time. There's almost no, almost no exception. But you do it a different way, you get more conservative about it, and it works like a charm. So... The bottom line to this, you just start thinking in terms of risk, not in terms of reward, right? That's, that's the big thing I also tell people. And the retail investor, uh, at heart, for the most part, is a gambler. Not because they want to be, but they are, you know? Now, when you were starting trading, did you have problems with the gambler's heart, or was that something you never had to deal with? Uh, no, no, I, oh, God, I said 
<laughs> you know I did, Casey. Uh, we all did. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no moon. I mean, you have to be a robot if you don't, you know, if you don't get emotional about it. But what happens over time, you get burnt enough, and then as long as you stick with it, you start to realize that you know what? If I go that way too deep, I'm gonna get lost and I'm gonna fall off the cliff. But I can take, and I'm, but I can take, you know, the other way, and you know, maybe not make as much money if it works out. But I'm not gonna fall off a cliff. You know. Well, you know now that now that you're talking, it just really makes sense that the name of your website is the Steady Trader because <laughs> you are steady. Like you've been doing that's this for point. 17 years. Like, and and honestly, I think that's the best way is because slow and consistent. It's the whole turtle and the hare thing, right? The turtle's gonna win. <laughs> oh no, and it is. You know, and I always tell people, listen. So, like, we're we're, we're on average. I give you a simple example. We're on average looking to go, and so we're trading options, right? For for this, I call it an income strategy, which is exactly what it is. It really is an income strategy. It's a cash flow strategy. Name your show, cash flow, right? I mean, it really is perfect for that. So we try to, on average, make between let's say ten and twelve percent per trade. People who trade options. They will laugh at that. They say, oh, we need to make 50, 60, 100, 300% returns on trades, on options. What they don't tell you is that every once in a while they have one huge, nasty loser that wipes out all the gains, and it happens every single time. Oh, my. So, yeah. So that's what happens, right? So, so that's why I prefer to make, to have out of 10 trades, let's say eight winners, make 10% per trade. And even if I have a losing trade, we're not going to lose more than 8 or 9% on average, right? So that's, that's why it's so steady. It's not super sexy. You can sleep at night. You can go to work. Uh, you can, it fits into anyone's lifestyle, you know? So it's perfect for that. It's, it's just, uh, you know, and then also what I tell people is that the returns are not, um, are not linear, but they're exponential, right? So let's say you start with $1,000, right? Let's say you make 100 bucks the first month or even over the first two months. It doesn't matter, right? And so now you have 1100 bucks. So now all of a sudden you can start playing with, with more, and I shouldn't say more playing, but trading with more money. It's compounding. It's a compound. compounding. Yeah. That's why it's not linear, but, uh, you know, but much more kind of like an upswing like that. So, you know, so when people think about these relatively small gains in terms of dollar amounts, say you start with a thousand dollars, they're thinking a hundred bucks, what am I going to do with that? Well, give it three, six months and let's talk about where we are in a year or two. And all of a sudden, you know, you quit your job. Right? Yeah, it happens, it happens much quicker than people think. You know. Well, you still got to be steady, and to me, it seems like it's that it, it really takes the patience. You mentioned patience on the front end. A thousand dollars is not a lot to start with, and so it's going to take you some time if you have a goal where you need to make uh, three thousand dollars a month to to actually go full time. You know, that's going right. to take some time to get there. Um, so they'll yeah. have to really be patient. Yeah, they have to be patient. But it's, it's like you're saying, it's a turtle in the hair and steady, steady wins the game. And so, but I think the big thing about this we have to talk about is I always tell people, unless you have context, you can't make good decisions, right? So it's pretty much anything in life. You know, let's say you go on a date, you know, you go on a date and, and like it's happened many times, I, I turn the corner literally, Casey, and I get a, a text that's not going to work out. It's happened several times. I had some bad dates back in the day. And so, and so... You try if you have no context on that, uh, you you just lost, right? You're going to make dumb decisions. Maybe I would I'll text back. You don't want to text back to that decision to that that situation. But if you have the context, you said maybe she just you know whatever it wasn't I wasn't her type or whatever. And it's the same thing in trading, right? So if you have a bad trade, it doesn't necessarily mean that you made a bad decision. You know you need to understand 
that's why I'm telling you there's a the big picture approach is important so you can rationalize what's happening. If you don't know why you're losing a trade and you take it personal and you have no context, you know it's not gonna work. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about when you mentioned your this is a really safe method and you sell options. Um, is and what you're doing when you're selling that are you collecting a premium and, and they immediately pay you once you yeah. sell the option? Is that how that works? Can you explain yeah, that yeah. a little bit more? Sure, sure. So let's say let's say uh, you sell premium, you sell options and a buying. And so when you buy an option, let's say you spend a hundred dollars, right? You, you now you own the option. What we're doing is we're actually selling the option to some the right to do something uh, to someone else. And so we collect a hundred bucks, let's say. So now we keep that hundred dollars. Um, my goal is to keep about 30 to 40 percent of the so of the hundred bucks, so about 30 to 40 dollars. Most people who sell options, because I think like gamblers, they want to keep 100 percent of it. They want to keep the hundred bucks. I don't care about hundred bucks. I care about 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks. And over time, that's the key, you know. And so you do that in a very conservative way. And Again, I mean, I've been traded for 21 years. I've done that for seven. That specific strategy for 17 years. Another strategy, of course, but that one is—it really is quite amazing. So it, you're just trying to keep a piece of that premium. You're not trying to keep the whole thing. You're just trying to keep a piece of it. Now, how many times are you doing this? Are you doing this once a week, twice a week, three times a day? Like how many? Okay. So if you do it once a week. Yeah, but I mean, we sometimes more. It depends. Like right now, honestly, for this month, I think we've done three trades. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been a boring month so far. It's now mid-month. Uh, well, I think we've done two, two or three. It hasn't been that much. But on average, it's about one, sometimes two a week. You know, we keep them on for one to two weeks, but we do it in a very, very conservative way. So we're not selling options that expire next week or even next month. It, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just, uh, Casey, it's just, it's just what the wealthy people do. That's, that's what they do. Among, I mean, they do money things, right? So, so when you right. think about this, <laughs> So when you think about this, kind of to your the point of your show, the cash flow, the average millionaire, and I work with a lot of them, they have between six and seven sources of income. Right? I just had lunch with a guy. Um, I'm in Europe right now, so it's, I'm ahead. Uh, I had lunch with a guy today, and he, he's got a lot of money, but he's, he must have 12 or 13 sources of income. And so that's what we want to get to, right? I mean, that's... This and is options one. is one of, those in, one of those sources. Yeah. And yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't have I, to be absolutely something else, you know, but this is really a very steady way of making, of making money. Yeah, and I agree with that. I, I think that's really smart. Uh, I, way back in the day when I was first getting started, I read a book called The Richest Man in Babylon, and he talks about saving 10% of your money, taking that 10% and then putting it into something, whether it's a business, whether it's a stock, whether it's real estate, whatever it is, take that 10%, throw it into something. Yeah. And then whatever you make on that, then throw it back into something else. And then you have one stream then you have two streams and you, and you just keep doing that That's right. over and over again. You don't, and, and that just, it's the whole, it's the steady trader, right? It's the yeah, same concept. Exactly. I mean, if you think, I'll give you a real, a real, a real example. Um, my dad, when he, I don't know, I was little, I don't know what age exactly, but anyways, and I remember he had some very wealthy friends and they all sold their companies and all they didn't have was cash. And they didn't really do much with it. Well, there was another guy though in that group. He, he sold his business as well, but he started doing a whole bunch that he bought real estate. He actually kept part of the business, which is once you make him started doing this and that. He now has like 15, 20 sources of income and guess who's richer, him 
or the other guys who sold their companies for much more at the time, yeah. 30, 40, 30 years ago or 20 years ago. So, you know, it's, it's that thing. You want to always think about the cash flow. You know, I don't necessarily care if I have, you know, uh, you know, 10, 20 million dollars in the bank. I care about what I can make cash flow wise, you know, on a year over year basis kind of thing. We're, we're quarter over quarter or month over month. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, so I, just to kind of dive back into the strategy again, you talked about risk and I'm not real familiar with selling options. Uh, when you sell option, you get a premium. What is your risk on that trade? Yeah, so I guess a little bit more technical. But basically, you know, when, when the way we sell options spreads. So we're going to be selling one option and then we're going to be buying an option against that production. It's very basic options stuff. It's just a spread. And so your risk is basically the difference between the spread subtracting and, and subtracting the, the premium you take in. So let's say your spread is $5 wide and you take in $1 or $100. Your maximum risk is the five or $500 minus 100, which is, so your maximum risk is 400 bucks. But the way we do it, it is, I, I don't want to use the word impossible, but I will tell you over 17 years, I've never even come close to losing the maximum, like not even close. Okay. Maybe to have 50% of it. So if $400 is an maximum risk, I don't think if ever would have lost more than 200. Okay. And so that is very safe. Really that's, that's very what, safe. Yeah. Very, very safe. And that's the way we structure most people who trade options. It's, it's win or lose. If they, if they buy an option for hundred bucks or they sell one, you know, they're not going to lose just a little bit. They're going to lose a lot if they're wrong, you know? Yeah. Like, that's and that's the difference, and that's also the way wealthy people think is they don't think in terms of reward, they think in terms of risk. Right now, to me, it's really heartbreaking and just emotionally painful if you work really hard and you trade for six months and you're just following your strategy and you build your account up to like two hundred thousand dollars and then you make a few mistakes and you blow it. Like yeah. to me, that's just like heart wrenching. Like that's that's really a painful experience. Well, think about it. I mean, you know, I, we see this all the time, and I would say the majority of retail clients that come to me—that's that's been their experience over time. Which is why we get a lot of people that that have been burnt, you know. Which everyone ultimately gets burnt, you know. And then they either wisen up and they try something that actually works, or they quit. It, there's no real in between. Um, so if you think about if you think about this from the perspective of uh, you know what does it do psychologically to you? So let's say you you are in that situation, you make money for six months, and all of a sudden you lose everything you just made over the past six months. We're 60, 70%, we're even 50%. Now the financial pain is one thing, but the psychological damage it does to people is is almost incomprehensible. That's like going to your job for six months and you collect a paycheck every month, and after six months your boss comes to you, by the way, Casey, I need those six paychecks back. It's exactly like that. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. But the psychological damage people go through, and that's why I don't like most things that people do out of their trade. That's why we do this specific trade yeah. and other stuff, because it's much, much safer and safer. Well, and like you said with the paycheck, it really is like a paycheck because you really did work hard for that. You know, you did your work, you placed the trades, you, you yeah. earned the money, and then have to give it all back is, is really bad. Exactly, exactly. And that's, and that's the psychological damage is really, really, really painful. You know? And we see, unfortunately, the reality is a lot of people out there that are retirement age, 
They try anything they can to get some more cash flow and, and they get lured into things that from a trading perspective, they, that shouldn't even be offered out there. And they're going to go through those situations where they're, they're playing with pension money, you know, um, or people quit their jobs thinking they can make a quick buck trading. And, and it's just, uh, you know, and if you don't use the right strategy, it really can be dangerous. That's why I try, I prefer to be steady. You get burnt enough and at some point yeah. like otherwise enough where you quit. That's pretty smart. And so I'm just going to do a recap for, for all the listeners because what we like to do is give them some actionable, actionable steps that they can take after listening to the show. So after listening to Surge, I would say the actionable steps that you can take if you want to make some extra money in trading options is you start doing your homework. You do your research. You go to the library and get a book. That would be an, an action step that you can take. You can go to thesteadytrader.com and get some of Serge's material on options trading and videos. He's got lots of education on there. We're also going to put a link below to get some of his eBooks and other materials that can help you uh, get access to uh, this education. So those are the those are two things: educate and and then watch some videos, do some training. Then the third thing I would say is get yourself mentally prepared to think like the steady trader and to realize that you're not. It's just not going to be ups and downs, but you're just going to make slow gains and you're slow. It's not get rich quick, but it's get rich slow, and you're always going to have that cash flow coming in, and you can count on it. Uh, so those are the recaps. We're going to put that in the bullets as action items. And I want to thank you, Serge, for coming on the show uh, from thesteadytrader.com. It was really good. We're going to have all your contact info below. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Casey. I appreciate it. You have been listening to the Finance and Markets Cash Flow Hacking Podcast. Thank you for listening. Be sure and visit our website, financeandmarkets.com, to view this podcast's actionable cash flow strategies. And if this podcast was beneficial to you, please go to iTunes and search Cash Flow Hacking Podcast and leave a review to help other people find this and discover this podcast. For tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.